Hey everybody, welcome or welcome back to the Fuel Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. We want to thank all of you that give generously to this ministry. It's because of your giving that this ministry is possible. To give, you can visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy! Pastor Jacob and I really felt like um, there's just a message that God had in our hearts and our spirits. And how many know you need to be ready in season, whatever God wants to speak. And it's a message on storms today. And so I believe this is going to relate to so many of you who are with us today and watching. And um, so we're going to talk about storms. How many can say I've been in a storm, I'm in a storm, or I know what a storm feels like, right? Come on, I got my hands up too. We all know what it's like. And so I want you to lean in. Um, I know first service, we were fired up. I know God, this is a word in season. And so I want you to lean in, get your notes out, get your Bible out, um, wherever you're at, and just write it down. Go back to this. These, these scriptures, I believe, will even minister to you after today, this week. And so um, we're just going to jump in. And the title of this is Jesus is with us in every storm. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, Jesus is with us in every storm. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, he's with you. Your other neighbor, tell him he's with you. We're going to jump in uh, the book of John, chapter 14, and verse 18. And it says, no, I will not abandon you or leave you as orphans in the storm. I will come to you. And this is Jesus talking. So he's specifically talking about the storm. He's like, I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to leave you. He's like, I'm going to come to you. How many know Jesus comes to us in the midst of a storm, right? He is with us. And so that's a promise he gives us. And, you know, storms, they come in all different shapes and sizes, right? We've seen hurricanes hitting all over in the south and, you know, just the destruction. We've been praying for a lot of people that we know as well who are in Florida and those areas and we're praying for you. We love you. We're believing God for you. And you know what, but how many know we live in the Midwest and we have tornadoes, right? So we have all different types of storms. And how many know when there's tornado sirens going on, it catches you off guard. Something that happens suddenly sometimes. And what are you doing? You're looking to see where all your people and your family are at, right? Whether you're looking on live 360 and you're just like hunker down, get in the basement, whatever you got to do. I don't know what's going to happen, but there's a storm brewing. And so storms come in all different shapes and sizes. You know, we saw in Florida, there was a category four hurricane. And guess what? It was catastrophic. Devastation everywhere. If you saw the pictures, there's just, you know, pieces everywhere. People's lives all over. They lost everything. Some people lost loved ones. And it can be devastating. And so, you know, when you have a a category four or five storm, think about this even in your life, there's major damage. You know, it can cause a lot of wrenching pain or sorrow when you're going through a storm. Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you're like, you know what? I'm in one of those heart-wrenching storms and sorrow, but maybe you're not in a category four or five kind of storm in your life, but there's also a steady hit of a category one, two, or three in your life, right? Maybe it's not catastrophic, but it's something that's severe and it just keeps hitting you. It's steady. Here comes a one. Here comes a category three. Here comes a category two. And guess what? You get weary in the fight. You get frustrated. You get discouraged. Sometimes you go through loss. And guess what? We all feel that way. Even when we're walking with Christ, he doesn't promise that we're not going to have storms in our life. He promises he's going to be with us in the storm, right? And so maybe it's a storm of addiction. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's a storm of divorce that you're going through. Maybe it's disease, betrayal, loss. Maybe it's loneliness. There's financial storms we can go through. Come on, how many who's ever been in a financial storm before, right? And you're like, this is a hot mess. It's catastrophic, folks, right? You got to stop hitting Amazon Prime. Okay, I'm preaching to myself, okay, right? 
You know, maybe it's an emotional storm. How many know you can go through an emotional storm, right? You can go through a mental storm. Sometimes things in our minds get squirrely. Our hearts hurt in emotional storms. You know, these storms cause pain, destruction. We lose things. We have heartache. And it's real. God gives us good emotions. And we also have emotions that feel pain. And so the truth is, all of us in here are either in a storm, we're either coming out of a storm, or we're getting ready to go into a storm. So you're either coming out of one, you're either in one, or guess what? You're getting ready to go in one and you got to be prepared. And so that's what today I want to help you prepare for that and just to know how to navigate through these storms because storms, they're inevitable. We can't say we're never going to have a storm in our life. We can't even predict the weather and say there's not going to be a storm. It's going to happen. We know it's going to happen, but how are we going to handle it? Jesus said we would have them. He said, in this world, you will have troubles. You know, storms are also unpredictable. How many know the weather people, a lot of times, guess what? We love y'all, but they miss it sometimes, right? And you're like, oh, they miss that, right? It's unpredictable though. So, you know, they hit when we least expect it sometimes or cause things that we didn't plan for. Storms are also impartial. They don't care who you are or where you live or what you drive. It doesn't matter what, where you're at in your life. Storms don't matter. They hit all of us. And storms also understand this. They are temporary though. That's what I'm going to get through to you. They are temporary. They feel like forever. How many know when you're in a storm, it feels like it's never going to end. It feels like forever. But guess what? A storm has an expiration date. So the hope today is you're going to get through the storm. Come on. You're going to get through it. All right. It's temporary. And you got to remind yourself, this is temporary. God's going to help me get through this because the enemy will tell you it will last forever. And so when we're tempted in a storm, we're also, often we ask ourselves these kind of questions. And I've caught myself asking myself these questions. Even though, you know, you're a strong, faith-filled believer, you can still have doubt in your humanity. You can still be like, God, what's going on? I, I don't know what to do. I'm shaky right now. And we can say, what are you doing, God? Where are you, God? Why have you left me, God? You've been like that, God, I'm praying and nothing's happening, right? You said my power, there's power in prayer, God, but I'm consistent. I don't see anything happening. And sometimes we begin to doubt, God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? God, surely, if you love me, why would you let me suffer this way? Right? We've all asked those questions. And so I want us to look at some storms and see some storms that even Jesus was in and also see what he says and how we need to navigate these storms in our lives. And so let's look at a storm that Jesus and his disciples were in. In Matthew 8, 23 through 27, and you can turn your attention on the screens as well. And this is the Passion Translation, and I love how this reads. It says, they all got into a boat and began to cross over to the other side of the lake. And Jesus, exhausted, fell asleep. Suddenly, a violent storm developed with waves so high the boat was about to be swamped. Yet Jesus continued to sleep soundly. The disciples woke up, woke him up saying, save us, Lord, we're going to die. But Jesus reprimanded them. So they're freaking out. And Jesus is like, hold up, slow down, people, right? He's like, why are you gripped with fear? Where is your faith? Then he stood and rebuked the storms and he said, be still. And instantly it became perfectly calm. The disciples were astonished by the miracle and said "No one other not, said to one another, who is this man? Even the wind and the waves obey his word. So if we look back at the scripture, how many know you can read the scripture or you can read the scripture, right? You gotta go back sometimes and dissect the scripture. So if we look at this, it says, if you notice this, Jesus shows his humanity in this moment. You know, he was exhausted, he was physically tired. And so he was resting and guess what? Storms normally hit our lives, guess what? When we're exhausted or we're more vulnerable, 
right? The enemy knows how to hit us right where it counts. He knows, oh, if I do this and I keep doing this and blah, blah, blah. And then if I hit them right here, it's going to take them out. They're going to doubt God. They're going to turn from their faith. They're going to do this, right? And so that's what he does. And so, and if we notice on here, it said, suddenly a storm comes up. How many know it comes out of nowhere? A storm can come up out of nowhere. You didn't expect it without warning. Maybe it's an unexpected life-threatening storm that comes up. Maybe guess what? It's a bad report we get from a doctor. It's not something we wanted to hear and it just crushes our soul in the moment. And maybe it's a financial mess that we got ourselves into. Maybe it's a relationship that's severed or, or is broken. Maybe we're in physical pain. You know, we all feel alone. Maybe there's no way out. The devil says, guess what he tells you? You're never gonna recover from this. This is it, you're done. How many know that's what the enemy tells us, right? He's like, you're never gonna get out of this. Keep praying, but it's not gonna work. Keep praying, it's not gonna work. That God's not hearing you. He's left you. He's forsaken you. Where's all these people at? Where's all that, right? He begins to make us question God. And so let's see, why were the disciples in a storm? Was it their fault? Have you ever asked yourself, I'm going through this, God, is this something I did to cause this in my life, you know? And sometimes we can do things that cause storms, but sometimes it's not anything we did. We just live in an imperfect world and life happens, right? And so this is a common question we ask, you know, why is this happening, God? So I want us to look at three types of storms that believers will face. Number one, perfecting storms. So this is when storms happen, but God uses the hardship to make us stronger spiritually. So in other words, God didn't bring the storm, but he's going to turn it around to build character in us, to build tenacity in us, perseverance in us. Because how many know if we're Christians and we never go through something or any opposition, guess what? We're going to be weak. We're not going to know how to fight. God says he's raising up an army. We got to be ready to fight guys, right? We have a real enemy. And so we can't be so weak in our faith that we don't know as soon as one little thing happens and the devil says, boo, you know, we like fall over because we don't even know a scripture, right? We got to be ready to put on the whole armor of God and to fight. And so sometimes God's perfecting things in us. Maybe it's, you're at a job and maybe you have a boss who's just on you all the time or you're just being treated um, unkindly and it's just not fair. But guess what? God is teaching you something inside of you to respond the right way. He's building character in you. He's doing something in you. James 1, 3 through 4 says, when your faith is tested. How many know he's saying your faith is gonna be tested, right? Your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete needing nothing. So let me know, it just says right there, if you're not being tested, guess what? You ain't gonna grow. In order to grow, you gotta be tested sometimes. And so sometimes the storms are perfecting things in us. Number two is the correcting storms. We had perfecting, this is correcting storm. You know, a lot of times we basically bring these storms upon ourselves and we reap the consequences for our actions. How many have ever caused your own storm in your life? It has been self-inflicted, right? You kept hitting that Amazon.com button, right? And then all of a sudden your bill came and you're like, oh, sweet Jesus, right? (laughs) How many, you know, we have self-inflicted storms. You know, somebody in the Bible who had a self-inflicted storm was Jonah, right? He brought the storm upon himself because he was disobedient to God. And no, we do this. Sometimes, you know, we spend too much money. Now we're in a financial storm. Maybe it's our emotions get the best of us and we say something to hurt somebody we love and then we gotta go back and fix it. You know, maybe we can be selfish for years and then you're just like, why am I all alone? Why do I have no friends? You know, everyone told you not to date him or her, right? Even your mom, your friends, your coworkers, even that fortune cookie told you not to date that person, right? And you still didn't listen. You ate the cookie and threw out the fortune, right? And... 
You're telling yourself he has so much potential and everybody else is telling you otherwise. And guess what? He had so much potential that he ended up ruining your life, right? <laughs> the Bible says there's wisdom in the counsel of many. Sometimes you got to listen to people around you before you cause a self-inflicting storm, right? And so, you know, maybe you have messed up. Maybe you're, you're saying, you know, there's no hope for me. Guess what? God can give you second chances just like he did me, you. He was a hundred chances, right? We're all the product of second, third, fourth, and a hundred chances in here, right? And so there's hope for you, even if it's a self-inflicted storm. So we saw the three types, perfecting, correcting, and the last one, the third one is protecting storms. They happen to all of us because you know what? We live in a sinful world, you know, and we have an enemy that wants to attack us. How many know some storms come and they're just an all-out attack? Because he knows he wants to get you discouraged. He wants to get you off track. And so, you know, it wasn't the disciples' fault that they were in this storm. Um, life happens to all of us. You know, Jesus had told them to go in, go to that side of the lake. He knew there was a storm going to happen, but he wanted to prove how powerful he was in that storm. So they would remember to trust in him. And the Bible says, you know, it rains on the just and the unjust in the Bible. And so we see these three types of storms. So... Now that we know the three types of storms, there are three truths that's going to help us in every storm. How many know we need some help in our storms, right? Come on, I want some help. Anybody else need help today? I need some help, right, <laughs> in our storms. And so the first one is you can be both in the center of God's will and still be in a storm. Sometimes, you know, you can be raised in a church or be taught, you know, well, this is happening to you because you're out of God's will or because God's mad at you or there's some sin or this and that. And that's not always the case. Our God is a good God. He wants to bless you. He wants to protect you. He'll use a bad situation the enemy brings to bring something good in your life through that. And so we can still be in the will of God and still be in the center of a storm. And so I wish I could tell you that following Jesus means that, you know, your life's going to be a bed of roses, that you're not going to have any storms, but that would be a lie, right? We live in an imperfect world and sometimes life happens, things happen, heartache happens, but how are we going to deal with it? Are we going to keep our eyes on Jesus or are we going to keep our eyes on the storm? We have to look at both sides of it. You know, following Jesus doesn't offer immunity from troubles, and so we have to know that in our mind, we have to be ready to fight. We got to, that's what the Bible says, put on the whole armor of God, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. It's our weapon to fight off the enemy. So if you don't know the word, you're unprepared. You got defense mechanisms on, but you ain't got no offensive mechanisms in your, in your spiritual crawl. You got to pull those out. You got to pull out scriptures that you know. When I'm going through battles and times in my life, even when I'm in the will of God, storms still happen. And guess what? I got to print out scriptures on fear or on anxiety or on this or on depression or on whatever it is you're dealing with. If it's protection over your children, whatever it is, print out scriptures because you got to have a weapon, right? And so life comes to us with troubles, regardless if we're following Jesus or not. But how many know I'd rather follow Jesus and be in a storm than not follow him and be in a storm, right? And drown. Because sometimes your own strength can only get you so far. And the things of this world are going to drown you out. And guess what? When we're going through things, character's being formed in us. We're becoming more like Christ. Because how many know Jesus himself faced opposition, right? And so he knows and he knows how we feel. And his grace through it, he's also correcting us and he's helping us get out of our messes and get our things together in our life. So number one, you can be both in the center of God's will and still be in a storm. Number two, never let the presence of the storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. 
Come on, the storm can blow the wind. Come on, it's scary when you're in a storm, right? Especially if you're a parent, you have little kids, they freak out, they're scared. Some people have anxiety with storms. You know, when I was growing up, my dad used to be like, come on, let's go stand on the back porch and let's go watch the storm. And I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> right? And I'm like freaking out, thinking we're gonna die, you know? But he was teaching me to face my fear because when I could see it, I could understand it better to know how to protect myself from the storm. And sometimes, you know what? You gotta look that fear in the eye. You gotta look that storm in the eye and you gotta speak to the storm because the same Jesus that said be still is the same power that lives on the inside of you and I. And we gotta say, I command you to be still in my home, in my marriage, in my children, in my mind, in my emotions. And so we gotta know that we have to know that we can have the presence of God in our house. I'll tell you what, something that we do in our house on a regular basis, literally almost like every other day or not, is a lot of times we'll just put YouTube on TV and we just put on worship playlists and we just let them play through our house, even if we're doing homework, if we're doing whatever, this and that. Because you know what? Sometimes you just gotta invite the presence of God in your home. Even if it's in the background, you're not paying attention. Guess what? It's doing something, whether you think it is or not. And so I wanna encourage you, bring in the presence of God. Usher it in, even if you're in the storm. Never let the presence of a storm cause you to doubt the presence of God. I love what Paul told Timothy in Timothy 4, 16 through 17. He said, everyone deserted me, but the Lord stood at my side and he gave me strength. And then if you look at David, he said this in one of his storms in Psalm 16, 8. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. God is right beside you, whether you feel like it or not today. And guess what? Your boat can't go down as long as Jesus is in your boat, right? Come on, the disciples were freaking out. And he's like, how has fear gripped you? And Jesus is like, hey, guys, I'm with you. The boat's not gonna go down. You know, I got you. But our human nature is fear instills it in us because the enemy comes that we almost doubt God and the power that's in him. We just sing, what a beautiful name it is. There's power in his name. We talked about, turn it around. God, turn it around. You know, he is the all-powerful God. We gotta remember who our God is. Even when we sing these songs, I'm telling you, worship brings in a presence of God that can help carry you through a storm. Music has a spirit behind it. Worship has a spirit of behind it, a spirit of God that can come in. And guess what? God can do something in one moment in his presence that can change your storm that you can get out of anything else that you could try to prepare yourself for. And so we just got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Make sure Jesus is in your boat. And guess what you got to do? You got to stay in the boat. Don't try to jump ship in the middle of the storm because you're going to drown. You're going to drown. As long as he's with us, we're going to be okay but this is always our battle. It's always fear versus faith, always. Are we in the middle of the storm? Are, you can be in a storm, but not let the storm get in you. You can be standing and everything all around you can be going on. David said, I can make my, my bed in hell and God, you are still with me. You can have all of hell going on around you. You could have all kinds of craziness going on. You have crazy thoughts, people around you going crazy, but you can still stand firm and know that when you fix your eyes on Jesus, that you can have perfect peace in the midst of the storm. And you know, you've got fear over here and you've got faith over here and we have to make a decision. It doesn't just happen. You gotta make a decision. Am I gonna go with the fearful mindset and the fearful words and give them life and mindset or am I gonna go with faith-filled words? Because faith is the evidence of things unseen. You haven't seen it yet, but it's there. It's there, but you have to speak it into existence. And you know what? Sometimes you gotta get a little fight in yourself. 
You know that? You got to get a little fight in yourself. You got to say, no devil, I'm not giving in to fear. Today, I'm rising up. I got the whole armor of God on. Devil, you better be, be sorry that you woke me up today and then I got out of bed because you know what? Some, we about to tangle today. And sometimes you got to speak scripture and you got to learn how to fight. Come on, we're in the days now where Jesus is coming back for his bride, church. He said that we, could, we need to gather even more so as the day of Christ approaches. Our churches should be busting at the seams with Christians and Christ followers and bringing in the harvest that's plenty. People are lost around us all around going through storms. Are we going to reach them and help them to get through their storm? Or are we just focused on our storm? We've got to see what Jesus sees and we've got to focus and keep Jesus in our boat. We either focus on the problems or we focus on his promises. We have to make a decision. This is exactly what Peter did when, you know, we hear about Peter walking on the water. And I can honestly say if I put myself in that situation, you think of Peter and Jesus and all the disciples in the boat. And, you know, it's, it's crazy and it's stormy and rocky. And if Jesus said, come, I would have to say, I probably would question Jesus. I don't know if I can do this. I've never walked on water before. I don't know about you, but I'd be questioning too. But it wasn't Peter stepping out on the water. He was stepping out on the words of Jesus. And that's what sustained him. But as soon as Peter began to look to the right and to the left, began to look at the natural and began to look at the fear and the doubt and this and that, that's when he began to sink. And some of us, that's what we're doing in our storms. We are looking at the things around us and we're starting to sink. And Jesus is saying, no, just keep your eyes on me. Keep walking on my word. Keep walking day by day on my word. Keep praying day by day and keep seeking me. And I'm going to get you through this storm. It's not forever. It's temporary. And so we have to look at that. You know, the third one is God will use what you learn in the storm to help someone through theirs. Now let's just camp right here for a minute because this is so important. God says he will never waste pain. Never. He will never waste your pain. If you're going through something painful, if you're going through sorrow, if you're going through an experience, God will never waste your pain. He is right there with you and he wants to give you hope and he wants to give you a purpose. He wants to bring something beautiful out of that pain to be able to help somebody else and to bring you true healing if you just trust in him. You know, maybe you've survived cancer, maybe it's sickness and now it's your chance to help someone else fight it. You know, maybe you've overcome unfaithfulness in your marriage or infidelity. Now it's your chance to help somebody else in their marriage when it's falling apart. You know, maybe you've climbed out of debt Maybe you've had credit card debt and all these things happening and, and you're debt free now. Guess what? It's your chance to help other people learn how to budget and get out of debt and be able to be a blessing to others in the kingdom of God. Maybe you're 236 days sober and it's your chance now to help somebody else find their freedom. Come on, there's power in your story. You know, you've defeated depression and anxiety. Come on, I got my hand up. Come on, it's your chance to help somebody else. You know, there's always a purpose for it. You've experienced loss or a loved one, or maybe you've lost a child or a, a mother or a father, or if you had tragedy happen, guess what? When you go through loss, God will use your pain to help minister to somebody else who's going through it because you can relate to them in a way that nobody else can. God has a reason for your pain. There's a purpose in it. God never wastes it. He always gives us purpose. God wants to use pain that we've been through as our weapon to remind the enemy that he lost the battle and that he can't win if we don't let him win. You know, if the enemy wins, it's because we let him win. 
He doesn't win. The Bible already tells us we have the victory. We have the greater one who lives on the inside of us. But sometimes, you know what? As Christians, we can get spiritual complacency in us. We can get, you know, just like, just kind of riding by. But sometimes, you know what? I believe we're in a season where we got to step it up as Christ followers. We got to press into the word. We got to press into worship. We got to press into gathering even more. People may say it doesn't take all that. Well, yes, it does. As Jesus is coming back, the world is getting eviler and eviler. And guess what? We have, we are on a timeline right now. We got a mission to do. Are we going to follow through with what God asks us to do? Are we going to be serious about our relationship with God? Are we passionate with him even in the storm? Or is it the wind and the rain going to blow us and cause us to go here and there, wherever? God's saying, keep your eyes on me. Jesus is saying, keep me in the boat and you will be fine. Don't jump ship. Whoever you are today, don't give up. Don't give up. If all you've got are pieces, don't give up. God is on your side. How many of you ever seen like, I have at my house, it's, it's a, a vase and it's like a mosaic vase. It's like broken pieces of glass, all different shapes and sizes. And if somebody saw it in a pile, they'd think it was probably just junk, you know, laying there. But somebody saw beauty in those things. And you'll see when they put them together and they make these beautiful, you know, art pieces out of them or vases or bowls and all this stuff. And when the light reflects off of it, it's just, it's beautiful. It illuminates and it just shines light in so many ways. That's how our lives are. God takes the broken pieces that look like trash and rubble to everybody else. And he says, no, gather them up, bring them to me. And I will put you on the potter's wheel and I will form something beautiful out of it. And when my light comes on the inside of you, it's going to spread like something else that nobody's ever seen. People are going to be drawn to you, but we have to trust him in the process. We have to trust him in the storm. We have to trust him in the process. Are our eyes on the storm or our eyes on Jesus? Every time your eye begins to go to fear, like I said before, fear is false evidence appearing real. It appears real, but it's not. But the enemy tries to believe it's truth. He tries to tell us and God's like, no, for I'm not giving you the spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. And we have to be able to know how to combat the enemy. When Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness, how many you know he defeated the enemy by knowing the word? And you got to speak the word. So if you're in a storm and you feel like everything's broken, God is in the process of restoration. You got to keep your eyes on him. Don't give up. God tells us, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. It's a promise that he's given us. You know, it reminds us of how powerful our God is. And sometimes that we just need to trust him and seek him. When I get into points when I'm going through a storm and, you know, we all can get weary in our faith. We all can get, you know, tired and frustrated and it feels like it's forever. Because sometimes when you're in a storm, it just like, oh, I don't know. God, I just got to get up there. I just got to keep fighting. I just got to keep doing. Has anybody ever been there? I've been there, right? Just got to keep fighting. Got to keep fighting. And guess what? You just got to keep being faithful, doing the same thing over and over again. And guess what? God is in it. He's in the everyday. He's in the everyday. Whatever you're doing, you're fighting your battles every single day. And guess what? God always reminds me when the enemy tells me, oh, you know, he ain't going to bring you out of this. This is going to be forever. God always tells me, go back to the last storm that I brought you through. Go back. Sometimes we've got to go back. We got to go back to where we were broken and we thought we lost it all to this point in our lives. And remember he showed up, he found me. I didn't give up and he brought me through. You have to go back to places where you build an altar in your life per se of like, I remember this moment when I thought everything was gone and God met me there and he restored all and he brought me through and guess what he's going to do? He's going to come and he's going to bring you through this storm again. And you're going to get a little bit stronger. And then the next storm is going to be hard. And you know what? You're going to remember, nope, God was with me. He was with me there, there, and he's going to be with me again here. And guess what? You got to remind yourself of how big your God is. Sometimes I see people that have nothing 
You know, we have a church in Pakistan, people that don't even have as many things as we do. And I see their faith and it just, it excites me and it stirs me to want to like believe God even more. They take him at his word and I love it. It encourages me. It encourages me. Sometimes we take the things of God for granted. We got to hold on to that in the midst of the storm. When the wind blows, you got to quote the word. You got to put the armor of God on. Come on, God is coming back for a bride who's fighting, who's ready, right? Are we ready for him? Or are we going to give up? We got to finish strong, church. I want to finish strong. I want to stand before him and I want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thank you for not jumping ship. Thank you for not giving up. Because some of you are this close to your breakthrough but you're this close to giving up today too. And God's saying, don't you dare jump ship. Don't you dare jump ship. There's something big on the horizon. That's why the enemy wants you to quit because your destiny is so big in God, you can't even fathom what he's about to do. And so we've got to trust him, church. Psalm 46, one through three says, God is our shelter and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not be afraid, even if the earth is shaken and mountains fall into the ocean depths, even if the seas roar in rage and the hills are shaken by violence. Man, that sounds like a powerful God, right? He said, even if the hills are shaken by violence, guess what? It says, God is our shelter. He is our strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. If that's the only line you take away today right there, you can write that down and post it on your refrigerator and that will help you get through. God is our strength. He's our shelter. I want us to look at this last scripture. It's 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. This is a message translation. And I love how this reads. And I want us just to all read this together. It's on the screens. You can read it with us. Let's just read it all together. So we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. That's such a great scripture. If you get anything out of today, that scripture right there, I'm just telling you when I read it, it just reminds us to keep heaven in perspective. Do you know the lavish celebration Jesus has planned for us? Do you know that it's coming soon, church? It's coming soon. Our soon coming King is coming. But we just gotta make it through the storms of life. We gotta get there. We gotta finish strong. We just gotta keep our eyes on our Savior no matter how dark this world gets, no matter what goes on in our lives, no matter how much hurt you're going through, how much sorrow, how much pain. If you keep your eyes on Jesus, one moment in His presence can change everything. Sometimes you got to get in a moment of his presence and worship music and you just got to close your eyes and you just got to let your spiritual eyes focus on Jesus and just see him before you and begin to worship him. It's just like you're sitting before his throne because then guess what? The storm goes away. It's temporary, but our life with him is forever. It's forever. It's forever. He is what we long for. He is what we're going after. Don't let the storm scare you. Come on, we got to be prepared for storms because they're going to happen. They're going to come. 
You know, in the natural, you have things to board up your windows when a hurricane comes, or you have sandbags for water, and you have all these things and all this stuff. And even here, we have things where we plan for if we have, don't have electric, we have generators, we have all these things. But are we planning for spiritual storms to happen in our lives? Do you have the Word of God in your heart? What if this is taken away from us at some point in our lives? Will you make it? Do you have it on the inside of you? If not, we got to get reading it, folks. Because we may not have this physical thing with us all the time. I don't know what the future holds. But I know that they can't take away my Jesus on the inside of me. I know that they can't take away the hope on the inside of me and my faith. Even when the storms come and the winds blow and the enemy tries to shake us with fear, we will not be moved. We will not be moved. And I want to encourage you today. I want to push you to grow grow spiritually so that you can weather the storms of life because Jesus is with you even in the storm. He is in your boat with you. Don't jump ship. Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads as we pray. God, we just thank you for who you are, Lord. We thank you that you are an all-powerful God. Lord, just Thank you for reminding us of how good you are, that you were with us even in our pain, even in our hard times, even in our sorrows, even in loss, God. And you're with us even in the good times, God, in joy and hope, Lord God. But we thank you, Father God, that we know we live in this world. We know we have a real enemy that comes to try to snuff out our light and our faith, God. But we will not be moved, Lord. We thank you that even the winds and the waves, they obey your voice, God. And when we trust in you, we keep our eyes on you and not the storm, God. We will come out. We will come through it, Lord God. Stronger and mightier as a church, as individuals, as marriages, Lord God, as young people, Lord God. We thank you, God, that you are raising up an army who knows how to fight, Lord God. To fight for you, for your purpose, for your mission, to help other people that are getting swallowed up by the storms of this world, God, who are broken and lost, who don't know you, God. That we will bring them into our boat, God, and invite them in with you, Jesus, Lord God, to give them the hope and the peace they need, Lord. We just thank you, Father. Maybe you're here today and maybe this message is spoken to you and maybe you are a Christ follower, but you're like, man, I, I've almost jumped ship. I've jumped out. I haven't been relying on Jesus and I'm weathering storms in my life and, and I need to get back on track. I need to recommit my heart to him today. Maybe you're here and maybe you've never given your heart to Christ before and you're like, I don't even know about Jesus. I don't know about all this, but I've never surrendered, but I'm willing, to, I'm, I'm willing to jump in. I'm willing to jump in. My life's a mess. Things are a wreck. Things are happening around me. I don't know what else. I need hope. I need peace. I need Jesus. He wants to give you a purpose. He wants to mend your heart. He wants to love on you and tell you you're, you matter. That he would stop a service just for you to invite you into a relationship with him. And here in a moment, we're just going to say a prayer all together. But if that's you, we're not going to call you up or make you stand. But I just want to see who I'm including in on this prayer as we say this prayer. And if it's you, just lift your hand up real quick. Just throw it up real quick all over the auditorium. If that's you, just throw it up real quick. So I, thank you. Thank you. I see you. Hands all over. Thank you. I see you in the back. Thank you. Come on. We'll wait a minute. We'll wait a few moments. Keep throwing them up. There's some over here. Thank you. Many hands going up. Come on, tomorrow's promise to no one. Don't leave today without knowing that you're secure with Jesus. He wants to help you. He wants to invite you to be in the boat with him today, to weather the storms of life, to trust in him. Amen. Many hands going up. Come on, church. Let's just pray this all together. Repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you as I am. I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I repent of those sins and I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, church, put your hands together as you stand.
Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You could take a screenshot, post it on your social media, and tag us. If you ever have the opportunity, we'd love for you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings. For more information on our locations and service times, please visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey. See you next week.